right, Patrick, we are back from Thanksgiving. Um, oh my gosh, we got so much to talk about because you had an exciting Thanksgiving, an engagement party to go to. I, I mean, how did it go? I want to hear how yeah. your Massachusetts trip went. Oh, how was your thing? You were in Maine, right? I was up in Maine. Yep. Um, our Thanksgiving was our Thanksgiving was great. We forgot to unsaw the turkey, so it was a um, it was a vegetarian Thanksgiving. Why? Well, nobody. You know, Schman is a a vegetarian, so he doesn't eat meat. My niece, who's sixteen, hates turkey. She says. So then, there's only three adults in the house that'll eat turkey. So we got this turkey breast. We thought, like, okay, we could just unthaw the turkey breast like the night before. It was like frozen solid the next day. We went without it, and instead we had a vegan kale and sweet potato pot pie, which turned out to be pretty good. No, it wasn't pretty good. You're making that up. <laughs> it was. I got to tell you, I don't miss the meat. So why that why much. didn't it thaw? Uh, I think it was like a six pound turkey breast with bone in or something. So there was like. Did you put it in hot water or anything? Or. <sighs> No, we didn't. We did the, the cold water So you de-thaw. have to take it out of the freezer to thaw it, just so you know. Oh, yeah, that would help. <laughs> yeah, that would help. And so anyway, everyone by the midday was like, screw it. Uh, we'll go without the turkey. So, yeah, so Thanksgiving was was, was good. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so we went Wednesday night. We went to our fr- friend's house. Thursday, we our neighbors do this. Um, it's it's um, like a pie breakfast. So all kinds of different pies. There was a turkey pie. There was a spice quiche pie. There was your traditional pies and all that stuff. So basically by 11 o'clock, you've had six pieces of pie and you don't feel like eating the rest of the day. Then we, you know, traditional turkey dinner. Uh, It was just Kristen and I. Kids were gone. And then Friday we flew up to Massachusetts. Uh, Kristen and her friends put on uh, a wedding shower. In New England, because her fiance Zach is from New England, they went to school in Worcester, so they have all their friends up there. And but it was a Jack and Jill, so I think it was my first full shower. Wow! Um, very exciting. A lot of drinking, which was awesome. And then we bar hopped the rest of the day. Oh my god! I'm yeah. sure you guys had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. It really was fun. Yeah, uh, that's so, so exciting. That, that was a, yeah. I, you know, I think All I gained the, 12 pounds back. I saw you tweet that, by the way, that something about you lost 12 pounds. You were, you were. I was half joking. So no, I lost like 12 to 14 pounds. And then over, it's amazing. Like, F, you know, in, in your mid fifties, you could go three months, do great, lose 12, 14 pounds. And then one bad four day, you know, binge. And <laughs> you're, you're back to your that. original weight. You're like, how does this happen? Four days. I, I love eating three pounds a day. Oh my god! I love the food journal of Patrick Paolini. Just like the highs and lows of your weight is just. Oh, so, you know, I tweeted reset Monday, which is my slogan. Every Monday I reset. Every <laughs> <laughs> Monday. All right, so you're back trying to eat healthy. Obviously, you guys had a great yes. time. You know, you you were overserved really, and now you're just trying to get back on track. Yeah, back on track. <laughs> back on a path all right well that's awesome i feel like all the engagement all the leading up to the wedding stuff is so much fun so it is no it was great it yeah was fun. that's great um yeah same thing we're, we're both back from vacation um all was good tons of things happened of course in a week where do you where do you want to start with all the uh, national news oh, 
there's a lot. Let's go. Let, why don't we start with this? Because obviously we're in the news business. Let's talk Chris yeah. Cuomo because we've talked okay. um, Chris Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, a lot in the past like year, yes. year and a half on this podcast. And now it looks like Chris Cuomo will be fired probably from CNN, which is kind of huge because don't you consider like Chris Cuomo and Rachel Maddow to be like their biggest personalities? Well, Rachel's on MSNBC. Oh, whoops. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that no, but to your point, Rachel on MSNBC, probably Cuomo or Blitzer, um, Dasher and Donner. No, I'm like, yeah, uh, so, uh, so, so little, yeah, the backstory obviously is, uh, when Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York was, uh, alleged sexual harassment, um, uh, it was rumored and, and alleged that his brother, who obviously is a primetime anchor, calls himself a journalist at CNN, was helping his brother or counseling his brother. So he admitted that. CNN said, okay, he told us about it. He took a few days off and came back. But apparently now the report is out from the uh, AG's office, the investigation in New York, and uh, it appears, based on the transcript, text messages, that Chris Cuomo, the brother, uh, was much more involved than just an advisor or counseling. He was, in, 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 and it's, it's, it appears he was like getting tips through his position at CNN and giving that information to uh, those and that the, were helping his brother. The tips kind of included, right, like essentially calling a friend of a friend who knew Ronan Farrow was yeah. working on a story about, you know, former Governor Cuomo. And, yeah, and, and then I think they knew who one woman was and what she was doing. So I, I, didn't, I didn't look at all the details, but uh, he, he clearly didn't. It appears he didn't. I don't know what he told CNN in private conversations. You know, he could have told CNN the truth hoping it didn't come out. Now it came out. Now CNN has to react to it. Or he, he, he didn't tell CNN the full story, how much he was actually helping his brother. Listen, it's not a good look. He's helping his brother. Okay. Family, but he's also helping him against sexual harassment charges. He's also, um, you know, using his journal, uh, position as a journalist for a national news network to get information to help his brother. Uh, so, and listen, it would, they clearly reluctantly, Jeff Zucker and company, finally last night suspended him indefinitely pending the full investigation, which to me means they're working out a settlement and he will never be back on the air. There's as as even as much as CNN has dropped from a journalistic standpoint, we've talked about this. I don't see a way you could bring him back. Unless you bring him back and say, listen, he's no longer a journalist. He's a- he wasn't a journalist. He was a primetime talent like Maddow, like those on Fox News. And uh, there you go. Then he's not a journalist anymore. But, you know, but they did bring Jeffrey Tubin back who masturbated on, you know, a Zoom call. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. And is, I mean, and Jeffrey Tubin allegedly, I don't know, you never know, but allegedly is a total douche in real life too, but, yeah, you know, and no, yeah, no knowledge that has done but, some other uh, things, but regardless, they did bring Jeffrey Tubin back. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they bring when, Chris Cuomo back. By the way, back. the New Yorker, I believe it was the New Yorker, did fire him. They did, or, yeah. Or vanity. I can't remember. I think it was the New Yorker. Uh, so yeah, it looks like Chris Cuomo is, uh, 
probably probably done. I did see this morning though the his Andrew Cuomo did come out defending his brother, said he was just helping as a family member, yada yada yada. We'll see. Who knows? He could end up back on. I mean, I read the story and like the testimony. It I don't know. It I guess I guess the issue is the journalistic integrity part, right? Of like Really yeah. not disclosing to the audience. I mean, because it's family. So well, you... it's not just the journalistic stuff. So even if he was a non, even if he called himself an opinion person, okay, it, it appears he was still using his position inside CNN to feed information to Andrew Cuomo and his team to help him. So that's still you can't do that, right? So even separate from the journalistic stuff. So, um, cause he's only privy to that information using his connections and his contacts because of his job at CNN. So we'll see. But my guess is you're right. He, he doesn't come back. Okay. In- By the way, he's completely replaceable. He, he's, you think he's been oh, a long time, a long time commentator. His ratings are terrible. Oh, they are moved they- him from the morning to the night. I honestly, I think we have more people watch, listen than he has watch. Really? Okay, you you you're privy to the ratings. Yeah, I his, don't know. His primetime ratings are terrible. Oh, okay, well then. Um, so I yes, and he's he's they're clearly working out a settlement though, because I'm sure he knows a lot of stuff on a lot of people. Um, and maybe you know, to your point, they probably kept him around because his you know his brother at the time was governor. He was yeah. well connected, so maybe that was why they kept him on. Maybe yeah. they're happy to get rid of him. You know, who knows? Maybe they're like, great, golden opportunity. You never know, right, behind the scenes. Yeah. So well, It'll be interesting to see where it goes. But um, Okay, let's talk this. Uh, you know, one of our favorite topics, of course, is COVID and COVID mandates. How do you feel? I mean, we could be going to a shutdown again. I mean, is it Omicron? How do we say it? Omicron? Omicron. 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 Omicron variant out of South Africa. Some travel bans. So far, the United States doesn't have it, but they might up the requirement for tests. Uh, what do you, what, I can't wait to hear all your thoughts on this. Omicron. Just, just, just a total cluster again. <laughs> so first of all, President Biden called Trump a xenophobic, said, you know, said nasty things about him in a tweet Okay. when Trump imposed the travel ban to Europe. Yeah. He said, you can't stop uh, pandemic with travel bans. Okay. Fast forward. South Africa uncovers a new variant that seems concerning. They disclose it. The media travel bans. So much for following the science. So much for waiting for data. So much for travel bans don't, can't stop a pandemic. Well, now we find out that it's probably been in Europe for at least a month to two months prior in the Netherlands and some other places. It's now in 27 countries. Travel bans don't work. Uh, a total overreaction, number one. Number two, the early indications are, and again, very early, anecdotal, uh, that the doctor who uncovered it is out there saying it. Very mild. Very mild. Yeah. Uh, yes, it could be highly contagious. And very mild. So there's a few people I file. Scott Gottlieb is one of them who used to be the former head of the FDA, is on the board of Pfizer, an advisor for Pfizer. So take that for what's worth. Very, very smart infectious disease person. Him and the head epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins have both said something similar in that 
we could only hope it's very contagious and mild because it could potentially overtake the Delta. Viruses, they don't want to kill you. They want to, they want you to use you as a host. They want to make you sick so they can survive. They don't want to kill you because then they die. So if it could overtake the Delta and is mild, if this could become the predominant strain of the virus worldwide, we'll be in a much, much better position through treatments, through the pills that we're potentially going to be approved by the FDA, by you know people not getting sick, going to the hospital. It truly will become the flu. So that's okay. the hope. Now, you have to pay attention to it. It could be dangerous. Uh, but let's wait. I've been saying this for a year now. My problem with everything going on right now is, and we're in the media, the media overreaction. Everything's doom and gloom immediately. We want to keep the story going. I don't mean we, Fox 5. I mean we, the media in general. Okay. Politicians jump on without real information, waiting. You know, they claim, got to follow science, follow science. And everything we're doing now is not following science. The mass kids in schools, the 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 arbitrary rules about fifty, you know, of a hundred k is substantial. Yada, it's all bull. It's all bull now, right? So we've gone from following the science to panic, creating fear. Kids are wearing masks when they don't need to, and a complete. At this point, complete overreaction. Now, you have to take steps. You're going to study it. We'll know in a week or two where this thing stands. But just, you know, I mean, gosh. I mean, we're two years into this thing, and we're still, like, can't figure out how to deal with it. Right. Right. Because we're approaching it from a standpoint of, that it's their responsibility to protect the unvaccinated, right? Now, if it turns out that the Moderna and Pfizer vaccinations don't help with this, but the cases are only mild, then we don't need a vaccination for it, right? You know, maybe it's a flu vaccination. You can get it. You don't have to get it. If you, if you get the flu, you're sick. Let, let's just see where it goes. Like, let's see where it goes. And do you feel like this will, because I feel like the Delta, vir- Delta variant, you know, that got a little attention for a couple weeks. Then it sort of, you know, petered out. You think this will be the same thing where, because it doesn't look like the United States is going to put travel bans back into place. Well, who knows what they're going to do. But, you know, you got the governor of California, I mean, New York, issuing a state oh, of emergency yeah, that was crazy. for Omicron. She's halting elective surgeries. What is she doing? What is she doing? I don't know. And, you know, it's it's like you see in Michigan, right? Who is right? advising these people to completely overreact? Like, I don't understand it. I, 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 I don't. I know. I Unless really they know something, we don't. But it seems very no, overactive. they don't. They know nothing. They don't know. They, it's, they don't follow the science. They follow their political, personal beliefs, overreaction, until we know the facts, 
let, let, let's go. Let's so see where we're going. You think the governor, the appointed governor of New York, that she just she's doing this because politically, yes, for the left, yeah. it looks great. Like it's it's Correct. like, yeah, 100%. absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent. Hundred percent. Damn. <laughs> what's happening in Moco County? By the way, what is Oh, it's exactly what's happening in Moco County. What's Moco latest- County won't answer any questions. They 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 have chosen to only follow the one metric, cases per hundred thousand, which almost every expert tells you right now at this stage of the virus counting cases is idiotic or i shouldn't say counting cases only using case counts as a means to determine restrictions mandates protocols all that completely idiotic hospitalizations so county executive yesterday tweeted out we had 140 cases today one hospitalization that's so low Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Positivity rates rates 2.3, 2.4. What are we doing? But we're back to masks in Montgomery County. Back, Yeah. And by the way, I've said this a hundred times. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. The kids are never getting out of masks ever in their lifetime. Oh, stop. Never, ever getting out of masks. Stop. We've created a fear. No, they're not. I see kids walking with masks outside now because there's like we've created this fear in children. It's utterly terrible, utterly terrible what we've done. You really believe that? I feel like in another year and a half, two years, like I feel like there's going to be such a revolt. I mean, you, you, there's no way. No, no, Omicron, it'll be another variant. Oh, then you'll have parents say, well, my kid didn't get sick for two years or three years because so wear the mask, please. Kids are in masks forever. You're going to be wearing masks on airplanes forever. That's never going away. You really uh, think? Yeah. I don't know. Really? You Okay, well. Oh, we'll make a bet like no, here we're today. We're 2 years in. We're 2 years in. And by the way, Florida last week, the lowest cases per 100,000 in the country. Do you think he's do you think he's truly disclosing the accurate numbers? I mean, that seems I, I don't know. That seems like unbelievable. How is how is he keeping things so low but in in Michigan? You know, well, you you probably hear... because a lot of people got it in Florida, so they have immunity or natural immunity Two, they have a high percentage of vaccinations. I think the older population has tried to protect themselves. I, and you know what? He, he's made the decision to balance business, personal freedoms with risk, right? And he's letting people make their own decision. And if unvaccinated people don't want to get vaxxed, God forbid they want to die, not want to die, but die, so be it. Whatever reason. He, yeah. He, 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 his belief, and I tend to agree a little bit, is that it's not my job to protect you. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your personal choice. But I'm vaccinated. I'm protecting myself. If I want to wear a mask, I will. If I want to put my kid in a mask, I will. And you know what? Life goes on. Or what, it doesn't. <laughs> what's your take on visiting with people that are not vaccinated? Like, we went back and forth with this over the holiday. And I'm like, I think, I don't know. I feel like we just need to get to the point. Like, But then, of course, I have we, three have shots, a, we have a okay? son. Though. I have three shots. I'm sure I am with unvaccinated people. All the time, in yeah. Restaurants, bars, other places that I'm unaware of. Sarah, we're living in two different universes here. I know. Right? 115,000 people at the Michigan football game over the weekend. Okay, people all over the place. You're right. Indoors, indoor concerts, indoor venues. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, hospitalizations, deaths are coming down. Okay. 
we are now through almost an entire college football season. You're talking about dorms and parties and 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 and, and tailgates and football games and con. I, like stop. We're living in two universes now. We have to get back. Normal. No, you're right. And, you know, universities are back and you are not hearing about mass, no. you know, shutdowns or mass infections or, you know, and I'm sure probably most college students are vaccinated, you know, t- so you're not hearing of any mass, you know, issues. So it, no, you're right. I, and I mean, and for, listen, yeah. Virginia doesn't have masks. D.C. now doesn't have masks. New York doesn't have masks. Uh, like, whatever. It, yeah. It's just it's 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 just poor leadership. It, it's, oh, uh, I just wonder when people are going to be like enough is enough. You know, we're we're looking at sixty percent well, there now. I think I see more and more people just walking into Starbucks to get their coffee without a mask in Moco. They're just like enough. Well, because the rea- the the thing is, is like no one's really going to confront you. So I went to the airport to fly to Massachusetts. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. What happened? Early. Real quick. So there's a bar right by our, my gate. Yeah, you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, let's go. Packed packed as no packed mask. as a bar can be in an airport it's like three deep i'm like waving i get my beer i mean when i tell you i'm sandwiched in between bags and people and whatever to my beer two beers doo-doo-doo. now i get on a plane or get in line and i'm walking by myself in the airport i gotta put my mask on like how does this even make sense how does it even make sense sarah i literally was like Face to face with people I didn't know, and I'm okay because I'm drinking. No, by it's, the way, you have to open your mouth, right? <laughs> it's it's totally, it's yeah. Bullshit. It it's is total. It doesn't make any it, sense anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. and you're talking to someone who always followed the rules and has three shots. So this isn't like a rant from like you know, uh, you know, some crazy anti-vaxxer. You know, you wonder, though, like how long to like airports like Vegas, right? Or, um, you know, Florida airports, like when they'll go. No, you don't have to have a mask until you get on the airport. You know what I mean? I feel like it will eventually go away. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, the fact that you're walking all by yourself in a terminal and you need a mask on. Where's the science on that? Please tell me. Where's the science? And I get I get science says indoor transmission happens at a potentially higher rate than outdoor. I get that. But don't tell me 150,000 people packed into the Michigan stadium is any different than 30 people in a restaurant. Stop. Let's stop. Let's stop fooling ourselves here. To me, you know what it's like now, the mass in the airport and on the plane. It's like the TSA telling you to take your shoes off in your belt. It's theater. It's complete theater. It's theater. (laughs) It It makes you no safer. Like literally. No safe. It is true. And then some airports you go to, they're like, keep your shoes on. You don't have to take your belt. I mean, almost I, listen, every I time. Pre, I remember pre-vaccinations when they told you airline travel was safe because the air circulation killed the virus. Like, please, just, just. anyway, enough with COVID. All right. We get a lot to talk about in, sp- in sports and pop culture. Yes. So let's talk quickly about Dr. Oz. Now yes. going to run for Senate in Pennsylvania as a Republican you, you know, my husband wasn't shocked by this. I guess you weren't, but I was kind of surprised. I didn't think Dr. Oz was a Republican. I don't yeah. know why, but you, why, why did you think he was? I, I just think I knew it. I, I think oh. I knew his politics. I don't know how I knew, but uh, obviously we've had the show on, on, on Fox five for a long time. Uh, I know him personally. Uh, I, 
I think he, you know, from what I gather and listening to him talk, I think he's a balanced Republican. I think he's obviously is a medical doctor, um, cares about health and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting, you know. You think he uh, has a shot? You know, here we I go do. again I, with you do. Yeah, I do because I think, you know, if you look, if you check the boxes of a candidate, huge name recognition. Clearly, he's smart. He knows how to deal with the media very well. Um, I think he's going to raise a lot of money. I know he's got a ton of money already, but then the question is: Do the Oprah Winfrey's and the and the Doctor Phil's and so forth endorse him? Oh, Doctor Phil will, I bet. I don't know about uh, Oprah. I think she might. Yeah, she might. I mean, look, she she I has mean, a she big may hand. not go like you know. She may just you know, he's a good guy. She may just not make any comments either. You know, she may just benignly endorse him if, if there's such a thing. Um, you know, I don't think the field is super strong on the Democratic side. It's a Republican seat. Not that that matters. But, um, yeah, I think he's got a very, very good chance. I mean, we'll see. He's never run a campaign before. Yeah. You know, you could always have – he's got a lot of – he has said a lot of things and done a lot of things that can, you know, be used – potentially against him you know i think i saw some tweets about his comment on children and like if it's one to two percent mortality rate with kids not wearing masks it's worth the risk and if, but i don't think those things are going to really no, stick i doubt it i doubt it but maybe I think even yeah listen we're two years into this and um i you know yeah, so to answer your question, I think he's got a very good chance. Okay, we hear, you know, we saw Matthew McConaughey say he's not going to run for governor in Texas. Any surprises there? Do you think that no, helps Beto? No, never going to run. You don't think so? Okay. No. Okay. It doesn't help Beto. Beto's done. You think he doesn't even, st- still no chance there? No chance. Okay. You think Abbott will get reelected? 100%. Really? By a wider, by, even by with a the wide... abortion stuff? Oh, I, it's Texas. Listen, crime is Crime is down 35% in Texas, violent oh. crime. It's up everywhere wow. else, okay? They've navigated COVID. Uh, business is strong. Uh, there's no way Texas is throwing out Governor Abbott. There's no way. Oh, interesting. Not for, not for a white nobody, right? I mean, listen, if he was running against a real strong, you know, diverse candidate, female or, you know, African-American or something else – Maybe, maybe pulls a Georgia, but Texas is still Texas. And, you know, I don't see any way Governor Abbott loses to Beto O'Rourke. I think it's a, I think it's a blowout. It's a blowout. Interesting. Yeah, okay. when I say blowout, I, at six points at least. Damn. All right. Well, Texas ain't changing there. Okay. No, Texas is not changing. Not, okay. Not 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 for Beto. Um, talk to me about you know. Obviously, you spent a lot of time in in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. Um, the homicide rate there. You know, you have reporters tweeting out how high it is. So, what's your take on Philadelphia? On what's it's on not what's not just Philly. So, there's a real issue going on, and unfortunately, it's impacted our industry. So, there was a news crew, uh, in San Francisco, Oakland, in particular, who. Because the crime has been so bad in San Francisco, I believe all the stations send guards out with their crews for every story. And unfortunately, one of the security guards who was helping the uh, uh, KRON station uh, 
former police officer mm. was shot and killed, you know, midday. Okay. You have the smash and grabs looting going on in all these cities. I know. They're Violent nuts. crime is up 30 to 50% in your cities like Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, DC, Los Angeles. Oh my God, Los Chicago. Angeles. Crazy the videos coming out of LA. Ugh. And, you know, I, I don't say this lightly. There's a common theme there. They're all Democratic run cities. They're all Democratic run cities. The, 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 the fund the police rhetoric, even if they didn't mean it the way it was said, the anti cop rhetoric, the uh, demoralizing uh, comments, the toxicity, the vitriol against police officers has absolutely impacted these cities. In addition to laws that make smash and grabs under a thousand a fine, you know, the old broken window theory, right? Yeah. At some point you have to hold people accountable. Yep. Not charging 15 and six year olds for uh, carjackings that result in the killing of an Uber driver in DC, charging them as juveniles. It it's cumulative. It adds up and not, and then, liberal district attorneys in these cities who don't believe in holding people accountable, right? Don't believe in jail. Don't believe in bail. Don't believe, and throw it all together. We have to figure this out. Okay. I'm telling you, California is going to go red. You wait within six I, years. I don't think they're going go red, red, but I do think, listen, keeping your family safe, and keeping your kids safe and educated and the economy always will be the top things, right? Not in depending on what order you want to put those in. And right now the Dems are losing on all three, <laughs> all three. Okay. The economy is improving, but it, it, it's not the supply chain issues. Gas prices are high. Inflation is moving up, you know, okay. People are, jobs are getting better, but, there's so many jobs still open, right? The, so so uh, you cannot have midday smash and grabs. You got stores closing, retail stores closing. The people in those cities are going to demand or should be demanding. They're going to. And, they're going to. And, they're going to a, start actually, I had revolting. A I had a colleague in another city say, and it was a great point, you know, so now that now all these like, you know, very liberal mayors and, and and county executives or whatever you want to call them are coming out saying, oh, you know what? We're going to reinstate the money. We're going to hire 200 cops. No, you're not because there's not 200 cops to hire. You're already understaffed by 100, 150, 200 cops. You think there's 200 people sitting out there that are going to all of a sudden want to be Oakland police officers? No, no, they're not there. You've, you've destroyed that motivation to be a police officer, certainly in a liberal city. They're going to maybe go to Texas or maybe go to, you know, Phoenix or maybe go to, you know, Indiana to be a police officer. But they're not going to do it in Oakland. They're not going to do it in San Fran. They're not going to do it in L.A. where they get very little support. The public rhetoric against them has been been toxic. You know, we're getting rid of SRO officers. I, I've said this before. The county I live in, Montgomery County, violence is way up in schools. Violence is up in cities. Uh, 
And this is a very affluent county. Like, at some point, Sarah, like... I, the, look, you can feel it. You can feel like a, the at turn. At some point, the... Well, the, 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 well, we're not Trump mantra, that doesn't work anymore, right? They tried it against Yunkin in Virginia, and he beat McAuliffe, right? We're a year past Trump, right? No one cares anymore, right? What, what are you doing now, right? And if you're going to be honest, these dem cities, and, 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 and listen, shame on these people who live in these cities for electing the same people over and over again, right? Uh, well, you I mean, you saw it like 15 years ago in D.C. D.C. had like the highest homicide rate. And then, you know, you it was interesting. It began to turn right. You had Kathy Lanier, who was a police chief, very tough on crime now, obviously works for the NFL. You had a big I want to be I want to say something in D.C. Right. I don't think it's Mayor Bowser. I think Mayor Bowser does a good job. I don't agree with everything she does politically, but I think she does a good job trying to balance safety, business economic factors, helping the poorer neighborhoods um, and supporting the police. She came out very early to support Newsham. The D.C. Council is the problem. That's why he left. Newsham left. The D.C. Council is out of control. And, you know, I think, you know, they talk all politics is local. Sometimes the mayors don't have the the power you think. That's a good point. You look at these councils. I mean, the Montgomery County City Council, tons of power. L.A. City Council, tons of power. So, you know, you have to. Um, That's a good school point. Boards. We're learning how powerful school boards are in some cases for the wrong reasons. Right. So I, I think we got to get back to even on the local level, paying attention to who we're electing. What do they stand for? How are they going to vote on issues that matter to me? I think we have to get out of this whole big picture you know yeah okay great it's it's great that biden's president for 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 a lot of people but you know is he impacting local you know the 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 local uh um policy yeah that could actually help your children or or keep you safe or help your business uh let's talk sports because i'm curious your thoughts on this so rg3 coming out with a surviving washington book i find the i find the title interesting because it sort of evokes the same sort of surviving r kelly to me the the title almost alludes to did he suffer sexual harassment of some sort he says he's going to expose everything it's a fascinating move what do you would you read it? What, do you think it's a desperate move? Do you think it, you know, it... Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he says or really what what so-called evidence he has, depending on what he says. I think a lot of it will be opinion and hearsay. Uh, you know, if he has real information on the culture... Oh, I bet he will. ...sexual harassment... Well, you know what? Then why hasn't he come forward now, right? Um, you know, just to sell a book. Uh, Jim Loke, unlike it or not, last night the show you were on made a very good point, saying, "Well, you know, it wasn't too long ago when um, Fitzgerald, the quarterback for the for the Washington football team, in the game one got hurt. I believe our G three tweeted out, "Hey, my phone. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. I'm ready.'" So if he hated the franchise that much, 
well, then yet he was willing to go back for him. I mean, and Jim said the same thing. I get it. You need a job. You want to still play in the NFL. So you'd be willing to maybe, you know, suck it up and play for the team that you're going to write a book on. But if maybe not, I, I, well, don't you think, I mean, writing this tell all, he's never going to work in the NFL again. I mean, if there's one thing about the NFL, they don't want drama. They don't want controversy. He knows that his career is pretty much over. Um, You know, those first two years here, he was the he was oh yeah the yeah man. he's a star yeah he, everybody he was a star he yeah. was a big deal. I mean, Sonny pointed it out last night on Like It or Not, and she was like, you know, when he walked in a room, it was like, man, there's RG three. I mean, so I think it'll have. I think it depends on if it has real depth to it. I think it could have a serious impact, but my guess it's not going to be released. I believe. It's a August year from now. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we'll see. By I, the I, way, I, okay, this is a, this was a topic on like it or not last night. And I'm fascinated to see, hear your opinion. So you know, TV ratings are way up. NFL ratings are way up. Yep. And we sort of touched upon this on on like it or not last night. But you know, Jim was saying, uh, you know, um, people didn't want protests with the NFL. Now, as far as from when I watch, it looks like all those protests are gone. You don't see. Yeah. I don't see players kneeling. I don't know if they sh- just don't yeah. show it. Um, you seem like everybody's very patriotic again. Do you think the NFL kind of moving away from the kneeling movement, even though, you know, they were all pro and I'm, and I'm sure they still support Black Lives Matter, but they yeah. seem like they've gone apolitical again. You think that's helped the ratings? Well, I well, for, I, don't, I don't know if it's apolitical. I think they still wear the uh, the messages on their helmets or on their on their shoes. You know, end racism, support Black Lives Matter, or whatever it is. Uh, so I think the NFL has given them, even though maybe small, a platform to express themselves, right? I believe they still had the end racism messages in the end zones. I do think that it's not so much, I don't think, that people disagreed with the message. I think it was just that it they wanted to just detach from reality and watch be entertained. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think the NFL has figured that out. I think international soccer, which, you know, I watch a lot of has figured out. They do a quick kneel, all the teams and racism. I mean, racism is a big deal in Europe. You know, when, when the England uh, recently this past summer lost the final of the Euro to Italy, two black, uh, fantastic players uh, for England, uh, Rashford and Sancho, I believe, missed PKs. And yes, the racial yes. rhetoric and, and, and the disgusting comments that they received points to that there's still a serious issue in Europe and obviously everywhere, but, you know, in particular Europe. Uh, but I think they've balanced it well. You know, then the game starts and we go on, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't know if it was that people didn't disagree, uh, di- didn't agree with the messaging. I think it was just that it was always in your face, right? I think the NBA is still struggling with that. So, because um, my understanding is NBA ratings are way down, right? Okay. And then you have the controversy with China and LeBron, and I just think I think the NBA has to figure that out it's like when major league baseball in, injected themselves into the voting laws in georgia by moving the all-star game out of atlanta that was a huge mistake right like georgia will figure out their own laws 
right? <laughs> they passed a bill. You could agree with it. If Major League Baseball truly, you know, put money into overcoming it, but yet they took a game away from a city that needs revenue, right? So, and by the way, they stuck it in a, in I believe Colorado, which has similar voting laws. So, right. I, I think these leagues are they got to figure out. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line, right? Because a lot of their players are activists. I'm sure they want their players to have a voice, but at the same time, and that's fine. Listen, if LeBron <sighs> wants to say what LeBron wants to say. Listen, I don't agree with the shut up and dribble comments. I don't agree with Listen, they're individuals, but I think using your you know. But it's hard, my, right? They You remember this going back to the Kaepernick thing, right? I you go back 3 years, 4 years, whenever it was you and I believe we were just starting our podcast. Sure. Yeah. Or commented on it when we first started. I didn't disagree with the protest. I disagreed that he was doing it at work. Yes, that's right. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah. So you know, I mean, if one of my anchors decided to protest in the middle of a newscast, I don't think that's right. Right. Yeah. Viewers are tuning in to see the news. Right. Viewers are tuning in to see. Now, he did it quietly. It got picked up in the news cycle and it became, I think, bigger than it should sure. have been at the time. But um um, all right. I want to do some rapid fire. Tiger Woods yep. giving his first yep. interview to Golf Digest says he'll never play full time professionally again. Are we shocked? No, and I think I was I was also disappointed that he was very terse, didn't answer any questions related to the accident. Mm. Uh, what's oh. he hiding again? You know, listen, I, Tiger's Tiger will always be Tiger. Yeah, golf golf will forever miss him. The PGA Tour will never be the same. He was that big, right? Yeah. He just there's never been a player better. There's never been a player that impacted the game more. Right. Watching the watching golf on a Saturday Sunday to see if Tiger was going to win or come back. It just made everything better to watch. Having said that, I think he's just a tough guy to like. And yeah, I the dude's got some issues off the enough. Uh, like he's yeah. so like closed. Who knows what happened, really, with that accent, 730 in the morning. Uh, but anyway, he did say he, he'll probably never play on the tour again. I don't know if he said it that way. He, I think he said. I think he'll do a couple selective ones, maybe perhaps. A things, but, but his his like, you know, playing days are pretty much over. What did you think of the Notre Dame coach essentially doing like an eleven minute meeting, emailing well, not everybody? Not only the Notre Dame coach, but the coach for Oklahoma. So you had Lincoln Riley, head coach of Oklahoma, who's by the way going the team's going from the Big Twelve to the SEC next year, decides to leave Oklahoma to go to USC. Rumors are they're paying him $110 million. They're buying him a $6 million home. And they over, he, he owns two houses in Norman, Oklahoma. And they're overpaying, again, if you believe the reports, 500000 over market on each home. So that's another million. So pretty, pretty big deal for a college football coach. Then you had uh, Brian Kelly, um, who head coach of... Notre Dame, 12 years he's been there. Very good record. I think he has the most wins in Notre Dame history as a coach. Decides to go to the SEC LSU. And his deal is being reported. $95 million for this 10 years plus a $5 million dollar bonus. <laughs> and oh, by the way, they're going to give him a loan to buy a home in Baton Rouge. He needs a loan? 
Lord. That's what I said. I tweeted it out this morning. I'm like, wait a second. You have a $100 million compensation package. You're moving to Louisiana. I mean, I love Baton Rouge. I've been there numerous times, run multiple races there, have good friends who live there. Beautiful, great city. Yeah, but you can afford a house, you know? Yes. I mean, you yeah, could buy affordable. a multi-million dollar home. I mean, you could buy a $2 million home in Baton Rouge, and it's going to be like four hundred thousand dollar home. Yeah, or, or okay, yeah. No, I I'm saying you could pay $2 yeah. million, it'll be like... He needs a loan. By the way, I think he'd get a mortgage, right? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, people spend a lot of money, so he may not have oh, yeah. so, much so in the, the bank. Fu- the thing was, he it breaks on social media. He was ghosting all the players. There was literally – he had assistant coaches in, recruit, recruit, uh, in recruits' homes promising, oh, Brian Kelly, blah, 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 Coach Kelly. And, you know, Leak said he's leaving. So he texts the team at the night before – and says, meet at 7 a.m. Why am I getting up at 7 a.m. to you, so you could tell me you're <laughs> For leaving? 11 minutes. Well, and then I, Jim Loke said last night that he's hearing it really was only like two. That yeah. it took 11 minutes for everybody to settle down. Sit. The actual talk was two minutes. I would have stayed in bed. I know. I think Sonny in the city said it. You know, it could have been done over an email. Really. Yeah. <laughs> What can be done over email? What can be done over email? Like, by the way, you're gone. See you later. Bye, coach. Yeah. Adios. Um, what else? Anything else you want to cover? Lots of topics, obviously, we chatted about today. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. I know. I, mean, uh, be, I think we I covered know. it. I mean, we really covered it all. A lot. A lot going on yeah, in pop a lot culture. Of prote- a lot of protests going on in D.C. today for the Supreme Court uh, challenge to the Mississippi abortion ban. So we'll see where that goes. That will be goes. very interesting to see what happens. Oral arguments today, and you know, it'll probably take three months for them to rule, give or take, maybe more. But mm. um, a lot of people down in D.C. protesting. So okay. We'll see where that goes. All right. Omicron. Yeah, we'll see how that. What will we be talking about it next week? That will be the question. Who knows? Or will we yeah, have I moved think we on? Well, I mean, to some degree, but like. We'll see. All right, Patrick, where can people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, Sarah, bye.